It's KKFN and KKFN HD one. The five o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. Sean Payne saying goodbye to so many friends. Yeah, it's always it's always difficult. It's, usually, it's not just one day. This period of you know this started two days ago, yesterday, today. It's always it's always difficult. You know these guys have been working and and man putting in the time and and you know it's uh it never that part never changes. You know other things change, but you know how you feel as a head coach during this time doesn't change. Oh man. Man, oh man, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna miss you. We're gonna miss you, Brett Maher. No, Sean, we barely learned how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I say Maher. Maher? Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, what, I, what the hell did I say? I was wrong. No, you might be right. I don't know. I think you're right. <laughs> Meanwhile, how are the Paytons getting along? Are George Payton and Sean Payton getting along? Really good. Oh. Yeah, really good. He and I should we talk twenty four seven during the day. Um, it's going well. Oh man, that is that is so sweet. But what about Albert O? Well, in San Francisco, when the game ended, I knew he was on the track to be on our team or someone else's if we chose not to, <laughs> not to put him on our roster. So I think that was a, a big game for him. But oh, that definitely was not about Albert O. That was about Jaleel McLaughlin. Was, Albert O was getting the heave ho. Sorry, Albert O, but it, it worked out for Albert O. It does. It did. Oh, I mean, Sean, um, that, that's a good question. I mean, very process-oriented. He loves the process, whether it's coaching. Um, he loves the process of personnel. He's got a great mind for it. So, I mean, I can, you can get stuck, not stuck, but he and I can talk. They love each other, no, Sean? <laughs> Peyton's love each other. I'm getting one, one, one tier. Oh, it's a no, Sean tier. Uh-huh. It's, it's a big one. Yeah, that's impressive. It's a big no, Sean tier. Gotta watch out for the no-shot tears. They are Lord Almighty. How's your crying going these days? You doing all right? Hey, doing well. Tears doing you okay. Gotta let some things go here yeah, and there. Don't hold it in. Let it go. How many times do you hear about that? I hear about it a lot. I think someone just sent me. <laughs> <laughs> it was on TikTok. It was like two days ago. He sent it to me. He sent me just a whole bunch of stuff about it. I don't know if they have a notion on TikTok or something. I don't know what it is, but. I could imagine memes of the tear coming down and flooding a, an entire town or something. Oh, that's or, classic. Or, you know, stuff like that. That's a good one. I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> uh, okay, cut down day. How do you think the Broncos did? Let's start with Albert O. Uh, Alberto gets cut, sort of, but really gets traded to the Eagles. Why did Alberto not work out here, no shot? Yeah, it just didn't fit the scheme, per se. And you know, we all think that he's a good player. He made some great strides this last week or two, and but you can't turn it on and off. Got to leave it on all the time, baby. And maybe he just didn't fit. And maybe they thought, maybe okay, we let him go, um, we can get him back, maybe somehow. Um, well, to, but they said they couldn't waive him, though, right? Well, the, the, couldn't they had let him cut him and uh, and then got him back, waived him or whatever. They they theoretically could, but you would expose him to the waiver wire. Players under three four years of experience kind of get redrafted. There's a waiver wire, and teams can just put in a claim. Your spot in the waiver wire 
depends on where you were last year. The Broncos are actually in a good spot. They're like fifth. So the Broncos are actually in kind of a primo spot to pick up on guys who have been released. They're in a really good position to do that. And that's why I would expect three guys is a lot. But one or two guys coming on from another team onto the Broncos, Mm -hmm. it's likely, I think, the Broncos actually get their guy. The Eagles must have had some intel that Alberto was going to get claimed, and they have a, they're have a good team. They have a lousy waiver spot, right? That's how that goes. Mm. So they obviously thought, well, we can't sit around here. We really like him. And so they made a deal for him. So there you go. He becomes an eagle. So for everybody who says Alberto doesn't work with the Broncos, then conversely, why does he work for... The Eagles. Here is uh, Sean Payton. Yeah, um, he was, and in, in, you know, it's basically a pick flop. In in twenty five, we get six from the Eagles. They get our seventh. Pretty 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 ordinary at this time of the process. Teams like Philly, maybe that aren't in a claiming position, that um, they would be able to get the player. Um, they go ahead and make a trade for the player. Meanwhile, you have Marsh Schlereth, who was just, no shot. Stink was so mean to Albert. <laughs> he wasn't mean. Oh, man. my gosh. He was so mean. Many of you reached out to me about Albert O oh, and thought Mark. he made this team after the third preseason game. But this is Sean Payton building culture. This uh, is a 13-personnel grouping, meaning three tight ends right there. Now, last tight end on the line of scrimmage, Albert O. Look at the leverage. Outside defender. All you have to do is stab this guy in the middle and build a wall. That's what you're asked to do, okay? Pretty simple block. As a matter of fact, the easiest block on Here he goes. the field right now. Here's Alberto. Here he goes. You tell me if this is want to. This train killer, does he want to be in there? I mean, come on. You're six foot five, 260. You started right here on this hash mark. You've blown into the A-gap, the opposite hash mark. Now, remember, this field between the hashes is 18.6 feet so you're talking right now um that's six yards it's minus four yards that's you got pushed 12 feet beyond where you're supposed to make that cutoff right there 12 feet that is just absolutely garbage and that's why albert o is looking for work all right but then why has he got a well he's not mark listen mark's film breakdown was absolutely 100 right Mm -hmm. no doubt about it but my question is, well, why are you sticking a guy that you know can't block in a goal line situation to block? <laughs> why is he even out there, no, Sean? That's his time to show that he could, right? That was oh, his time to show that he can do it. Guess what? He can't. He couldn't do it. Not really. He couldn't do it. He hasn't really been able to do it for three years. Yeah. That's why he didn't fit this scheme in this system. So but what? Hey, hey, you know, one man, what is it? What's the saying? One man's garbage is another man's treasure or something like that? I guess is that, so. Is that how the saying goes? I guess, I'll be looking at uh, well, barrels later today. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I man. love it. Close so, enough. hey, that yeah, was pretty close. Dude, I say everybody, I'm a mile long, three inches deep. <laughs> well, I'm close, close enough. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, um, maybe the Eagles could find um, somewhere on, on on their team and on their roster and their scheme where he, he fits. And I'm looking at their roster right now. They have a lot of guys on IR and questionable, mm-hmm. especially on the defensive side. Whoa. Philly, man. Uh, them Georgia, them Georgia Bulls. They're pretty much a Georgia team. Is that right? I mean, yeah. You look at all the Georgia guys on this team. Doing all right, huh? I love it. But, yeah, he didn't fit here, man. But 
just like a lot of guys that were, you said we were going to probably brought pick up two from another team. Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't they work there, right? They might work here. So it's the same thing. It's a give, right. give and take, push and pull. So, All right, that's interesting. Um, so, all right, let's say this. The Broncos are going to add. Now, the Broncos are going to put a few guys on short-term IR. I think like P.J. Locke, um, a couple of others. So they're they're actually going to have some wiggle room to make some moves. Where do you think the Broncos will want to add some depth, offense or defense, anywhere, when they're scouring the, the waiver wire? They're obviously set at tight end. That ain't, it's not going to be a tight end. They're good there. Where else do you think they could add somebody? Mm. We haven't really talked about the Broncos' defense either, right. so, so maybe we should look over. Although I, I think... I think at the end of the I think the Broncos defense looks pretty good. Yeah. I like the way they look. Got some great pieces on there. Could they add another cornerback? Could they add a core special teamer, sort of, you know, nut job who's just gonna, you know, hmm. be one of those dudes? Man, I just keep on scrolling back up to that offense. It's like um on the line, maybe somewhere. I wouldn't even mind another back. Really? Man, you are down on Jaleel I'm McLaughlin, not. man. Oh, my, goodness, oh my God. I'm not. What is with I that? like to have me a stable, baby. Um, I like to have me three to four out there. Damn, we got we got We you, have you, four. You count fullbacks? Two. Uh, what, do you, what do you do with fullbacks? Yeah, you can put a tight end there. <laughs> Sorry, fullbacks. I, I love my fullbacks now, too, now, coach, but... Uh, well, they listen. If you knew Sean Payton in a past life, it's good to be you know around him now. That's where they get Michael Burton from, mm-hmm. fullback. Mm-hmm. He is a real fullback too, man. That's that's a nine year fullback dude. He's one of them. You know, he's just one of those guys. I roll my eyes. You know the type. <laughs> Not all that fast. Super tough. You know, just uh, these dudes. You know, they're like from every high school in Pennsylvania. They're, they just roll <laughs> off the assembly line. You know, it's like Pennsylvania, Ohio. They couldn't be good enough to be a linebacker. They're a fullback. Mm, Rutgers guy. <laughs> yeah, Rutgers is probably filled with fullbacks. <laughs> they, probably have, they probably have an offensive line that's just nothing but fullbacks. Oh, my goodness. No, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere but you got four. But you got four guys there. Mm. You got four tight ends. How many receivers? They yeah. technically have six receivers right One, now. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Except, except um, Judy is six. not going to be um, put on short-term IR, so he is not going to miss four games, so likely one, two, whatever it's going to be. Yep. So good news for Judy. That, so, so that does not open up a roster spot. Could have if they put him on short-term IR. They did not. What else are the Broncos going to do? What else are they going to mess around with? And here's uh, Sean Payton talking about that IR. I, I, yeah, I w- there's there's no, I mean, the the guys for the year would be the guys that, you know, would be the ACL or the Achilles, but the other guys are not. And so I'm not going to go into how long, but those guys will be um, four weeks. Our senior uh, Broncos analyst from DenverSports.com, Andrew Mason, joins us now. We'll get into the baseball thing in a second, but Mace, your overall takes on what the Broncos did here today. I mean, the Alberto move certainly is uh, is the most interesting one, and you kind of wonder 
Uh, now, now you wonder if the the die was cast, kind of regardless of what happened on Saturday. I mean, that was one thing we were speculating on the press box as well as he played that game. Is it a showcase game for Alberto uh, to see if he can maybe drum up some interest? And in the end, the trade they pulled off for Alberto, which involved the switching around of six and seventh round picks. It was basically the same type of trade as they made for Adam Troutman back on uh, day three of the draft. And, uh, you know, they're they're getting rid of somebody who wasn't going to make their roster. And with the same type of trade, they got somebody who was their number one tight end. So that's actually not a, a bad little ex- exchange there. But um, aside from that, we're still waiting on, uh, you know, some of the final uh, moves here because uh, George Payton did indicate that they were going to be uh, some players cut um, that were probably that, that are probably going to be brought back uh, procedurally, kind of like they did with uh, Eric Tomlinson and Mike Purcell last year. Cut them for a day, bring them back the next day when you have guys going on short-term on uh, IR. And, Payton, and George Payton indicated there'd be three of those players. So that's kind of what we're waiting on right now. Any feeling on who they may be? Um, I don't have a great feeling. I would say this, though. Um, in the case of Tomlinson and Purcell, you're looking, they were vested veterans. So in other words, they don't go through the waiver process. The waiver process, any other team can claim them before the Broncos have an opportunity to bring them back. Um, if they're a vested veteran, which means they played more than you know four years in the, in the league, you release them. They can sign anywhere at any time, but you can, te- but you can, but the other teams, it's not like other teams can make a claim and that player has to go. It's all the, the player would choose whether to come back or not. So you have a little, so you can go and say, all right, we're going to release you, but here's the move we're going to make and we're going to bring you back tomorrow. And you can, and based on the experience with Tomlinson and Purcell last year, the Broncos were good to their word in saying, we'll bring you back in a day on exactly the same contract terms that you had before you were released. So because of that, uh, I think uh, when they when they tell a player that, uh, the, 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 the word is going to be good. So I would say be looking at uh, kind of the vested veteran types, like, like maybe a Mike Purcell once again, perhaps. Okay. We'll see. Hmm. Well, all things said, though, looking at this roster, what, what do you rate this roster right now? You know, A, B, C, what are I'd say probably about a B minus C plus overall. Mm. Um, I'm curious to see what they do on the waiver wire. If they take that number five claim spot for a spin. Uh, It's still a roster that's got got some depth issues in parts, not to the degree of the Los Angeles Rams who are extraordinarily depth shy, but look, you're still coming out of some shaky drafts. I pointed out this morning uh, when the news about Oak Webinon broke, that if you go through the 2018 through 2020 drafts, you only have five players left out of 26 that were taken. You only have three players left out of the 10 that were taken in 2020, and all those guys should still be on their rookie contract. I mean, you wouldn't expect to have all of them, but you'd like to have, say, six, maybe seven. They're still there contributing. You, I mean, four of your six picks in the first, uh, in the first four rounds of 2020 are no longer there. Uh, your 2019 draft, nobody is there anymore. Um, and th- and this is where you kind of build the foundation of your roster. So between that and uh, the you know being short on picks the last couple of years in the re- wake of the Russell Wilson trade, I think it does have an impact on the overall uh, quality of the roster. 
that may take some time for the Broncos to fully uh, recover from. Mace, there were five kickers drafted in the NFL in the past three years. Five. Mm-hmm. So five times there was draft compensation taken for a kicker. The Broncos just gave up a seventh-round pick, draft compensation, for Will Lutz. Plus, you got to pay him, like, millions of dollars. Okay, and he's 29. All right. $1.7 million. The Saints are actually on the hook for more of his salary this year than the Broncos because they're still, in terms of a cap perspective, because the prorated portion of signing bonus stays with them. Okay. But you did give up draft capital for a kicker. You did. That's how much you like him. What, yeah, do, you make, what do you make of that deal? What I make of that deal is that Sean Payton in New Orleans went through a great many kickers for most of his time there. His first decade, he went through 10 kickers on the roster. Will Lutz was the guy that he found in 2016 that he really trusted and could lean upon and had five very good years before he had that core muscle injury in 2021 that cost him the season. I'd say if you're a head coach, most head coaches don't want to have to worry about the kicking position. They want to just say, mm-hmm. okay, I know this guy is fairly reliable. I know he's going to be good to a certain uh, distance. And then you just kind of forget about the kicker and just say, okay, when it's time for him to do his work, do his work. And, mm-hmm. and Lutz historically has been very good in clutch situations and uh, has kicked in a lot of a high leverage points and has been successful. So I think for this, this is a matter of trust for Sean Payton. He's got Will Lutz has a great deal of success equity in Sean Payton. I think uh, I think that that drives this deal um, mm-hmm. to, to where you know now now Payton can be like, okay, I've got my guy. Uh, he said he, you know, Sean said he's been, uh, they've been, they've gotten the data and gotten the information from down in New Orleans about how he was doing. Um, feels like he's all the way back from that core muscle uh, injury. Felt like that affected him and led to his worst season in terms of field goals or per- success percentage last year. And thinks it's going to go better this time. I hmm. think that's you know, so, sometimes you, you're willing to give up a seventh round pick to say, okay, I feel like I've got security at, a, at, at that spot. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. How many how many games does Will? Win us this year, then, if any. Huh? How many? <laughs> That's such a nicer question than how many does he lose us. But I love mm. it. Uh, no, but let's stick with the positive. Yeah. How many does he win? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Let's see how the game situation go. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be I close. Remember one, I remember there was one year where Jay, where the Broncos won seven games and Jason Elam provided the walk-off points in the last second in three of them. Literally, Jason Elam separated the Broncos from a 3-13, and 4-12 and 12 type of season, right? I mean... I, I listen, let's a gentleman's wager here. No Sean's on to something. I bet you four games come down to a kick from Will Lutz mm. this year for the Denver Broncos, Mace. You okay. like over under on that one. Four. Four. Um, uh see that's that's a good over under because I really don't <laughs> I, I could flip a coin either way, say over or under. And if I had a if I had a coin around me, I'd maybe I'll flip this Starbucks card <laughs> while I'm sitting at traffic light. All right, it came up tails, so I'm going to stay under. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, let's just get on to uh, baseball for a second, because you were there last night when that craziness was happening with Ronald Acuna. We know from our story from Jake Shapiro at denversports.com, there were three individuals, all from Venezuela. One was underage, he's just a boy. Denver police are going to have officers on the field tonight for the tonight and tomorrow with the Braves series. Mace, that's the details from today, but what in the world was that like last night at the ballpark? I mean, it was it was surreal. Like the, when you realize that okay, here's this guy running up to Acuna, and just 
not let, they're not letting him go. I mean, if you're if you're a sports fan of a certain age and you see something like that, and this name did trend on social media last night, you immediately start thinking of like Monica Sellis, right? That happened uh, mm-hmm. thirty years ago when right. she was stabbed uh, sitting on the uh, sitting on the bench during a changeover. Um, it. You know, it's funny because, like, Acuna, he eventually took it in stride. When we talked, I was, I was actually down in the clubhouse um, when he talked after the game, mm-hmm. and like, he he was in good spirits. He was kind of trying. He was all. He was actually very um, empathetic. He's like, I, you know, I hope uh, everyone's okay. I hope they're okay. But he admitted he was kind of scared by it when you when you don't know what the intention is. And I mean, I think. And I think a lot of people um, watching that, maybe when, when they saw Acuna actually hit the ground when the second guy came in and there was basically like this pileup, you're like, makes you think, I mean, gosh, I mean, let's say it's not, the, the, the intentions aren't malevolent, but I mean, what if, you know, what if what if a player just has a sprained ankle because of that and all of a sudden this is like a, a, like a month? I mean, there's so many directions you can go in. And one other interesting thing that I thought sure. came out of it, um, when Atlanta's manager Brian Snicker, he was asked about it. Uh, he was asked whether anybody, like from the like Rockies staff, Coors Field staff, came up to him afterward to kind of sit, to go to, go to the Atlanta dugout and kind of explain everything. And he's like, "Nope, nobody came up." And I'm thinking, like, what? Not one person, like in the building, like in security, could go up to the to the manager of the team and kind of talk about like what the heck happened out there. I mean that that seemed a little bit lacking. Uh, on the course field end of it as well. All right, great job, Mason. You're back at the ballpark tonight? Yes, I am. So we'll see if it's as eventful as uh, last night, but we'll also have uh, more on the cuts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a little more, little something more about Will Lutz here when I get settled in, and I'll be at denversports.com. And right now, denversports.com, to allude to this conversation we had earlier, you can read about the the, the players who could end up on short-term injured reserve because uh, – there are, you know, it's going to be th- probably going to be three as George Payton said, but there's a bunch of possibilities uh, based on guys that are still injured. So check that out at denversports.com. Up to the minute news, um, following everything with the Broncos and all the teams here in Denver, denversports.com. No Sean Moreno. All right, I've got, uh, I've got something kind of different to pass by you, something uh, off the beaten path. It's a rare occurrence that I get to share so much time with one of my favorite guys. So I'll hit you with that coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents The Drive. It was 1989, my thoughts were short, my hair was long. Caught somewhere between it, boy, and man. I want to know this uh, day today after. I think it's going to get warmer, huh, man? Like, I'm having a lot of rain, huh? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's not, that's not where we are. We got the wrong thing. Hold on. Holy shit. Hey, oh, 90, Dude, I got, I got 92. A, I got a buck 13 in Tempe. I'm supposed to hit these 92. Oh, yo. Wow. Wow. Okay. Go Look on. at what's going on. 95, 95, 96, 95. Wait, where are you at? I'm in Denver, man, on, uh, you know, the old Google uh, iPhone thing. How am I getting that high? Well, you got, I got tomorrow. I got tomorrow, 95, high 95. Wow. Sunshine. I'm getting 92. Maybe in Parker's a little bit cooler. <laughs> Is anything ever a little cooler in Parker than Denver? Hey. Hey. Hey, don't, don't be hating. Don't be hating. Parker ain't my time. Hey, no offense. No offense. No offense. I'm sure Parker's cool. 
You, you, you like Parker? You like living in Parker? Yeah, I like you, living you, there. You do? I can live in there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't do that. I love living there, all right? You love living yeah, there? I love living there. Yeah, a little bit. That's how I don't understand what's going on here. I'm from Aurora. Oh, Aurora. 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 He said it with his chest. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we keep things interesting in Aurora. You go down 83 Parker Road there. <laughs> you know, wake wake me up before you go-go. I listen, downtown Parker's on this guy. It's got all right. It's got a couple little spots there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's more spots in the row, huh? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. What okay. I will say, it did, to no, your, no, 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 to no. your okay. point, D-Mac, dude, yeah. I, one thing I have always, I want to say I hate, despise about Parker is, you got lights are off at 10 o'clock around there, join you in bed by 11. Hey, what Aurora, you, you got spots. You can stay open to 2, yeah, 3, yeah, yeah. 4. You think I wasn't snoring? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You got a pool. You got a little pool there in Parker. You got a little, well, there's the pool. I know even what I'm talking about. I live out in Centennial Aurora. It's, yeah, all, it's all the same. It's crap. all the same. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing different about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they just call us Denver. I'll tell you what area is popping right now, seriously, is the tech center right here. Like, have you seen what's going on, like, here and, like, up and down the, like, a two-mile radius? We got, we got residents and offices and restaurants, and we got, like, a, a whole city popping up here over the past, like, three or four years. kind of crazy. Yeah, DCC is coming up. Yeah, same thing with Parker, though. I mean, they're building a lot down there. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. You know, it's a lot of development. Hey, going hey, on. You're right about that. Every time you look around, it's a new subdivision going on somewhere. It is. How the hell did you end up in Parker? How of all the places well, you could pretty close to the facility, you know? I are you in the same? To... Are you in the same place now that you you were when you were a player? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if I should tell tell no, everyone. No, no, and no, I was no, messing around. No, no, I'm no, like, no, they're I, like, wait a minute, I can find them. No, 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 I don't want your address. <laughs> I'm not asking for your address. No, I'm still in the same place. So wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so you just were place. fine, and like I'll just stay here. Parker's great, man. You know the neighborhood has. Been developed up as well, you know. what I mean, okay. Got some uh, some good equity in the house. As uh, a player, at what point do you buy a house? Like, if we see all depends. these these cuts today, at what point are you actually buying? Yeah, a house? Exactly, it depends. I mean, if you get drafted pretty high, yeah, you know, buy something. It's a great investment. Yeah. And if you have some cash, you know, what I mean, why not buy yourself an investment? Did property? you buy a house in your first year? You were a first round draft pick. Mm. Did you buy a house right away? Yeah. Yep. You, right is away. it the house you're in right now? Yeah. That is amazing <laughs> to me. That's that's why, a great, why is it so? Um it's just you were first of all lucky to be able to do it. Right. You start there. Of course. And then you're just happy enough to be there. And like <laughs> how do you make a decision at twenty two that you're still okay with at this age? I mean it's that is kinda interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. That way. But no, I love I love the the house and I love the neighborhood. Wait a second, I'm confused. Like when you went to the dolphins you didn't sell your house? No. No. I oh. knew I was gonna be back. How did you know that? Well, my daughter's here. I knew I had to come back here and be with her. You know, things like that. I just knew I would always be coming back to Denver anyway. Okay. And Um, no thoughts of, like, moving to Jersey or... No. mm -mm. If anywhere, it would be, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta, back to to Georgia. Back to Georgia, but... All right, what advice would you give these players, no, Sean, who just made this team who are... What what advice would you give to Jaleel McLaughlin? Let's talk about him for a second. Look at this guy. Look at what he just did. This dude comes out of Youngstown State where he put up crazy numbers, and he made it into the NFL as an undrafted free agent. Wow. Yeah. What advice would you give him? 
Well, first, you know, be grateful and be appreciative of that opportunity because you see all the guys that got cut, right? Um, oh, yeah. The guys that got cut, you know, they have to now figure out the next steps uh, of their of their journey, right? But, yeah, be appreciative of, of your opportunity of still being here and stay hungry now. I mean, just by making a team doesn't mean it's all over, right? Mm-hmm. So um, stay hungry, stay ready and prepared. No, get in that book and make sure you know it inside and out because you never know when your number will be called. And not only that, man, for, especially for a guy like Jaleel. Jaleel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, get on that special team somewhere. There's a lot of guys that make a living just on special teams. Mm-hmm. So uh, bring your value somewhere else on the special teams and make sure you, you know and you go to all those meetings and you know what to do there. Um, and that kind of keeps you on the roster a little bit. And then, like you said, like I said, um, just be ready for the opportunity because you never know if it comes. How fast does life come at you once you uh, make it to the NFL? I mean, I felt like it went super fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially that first year. Um it went by so fast that first year. Got a new coach, some new system, new players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're out there playing, you know, you're out there playing. If you're fortunate out there, starting with the starters. And it's a lot going on, you know what I mean? And you're just trying to kind of make it through, especially after college. Yeah, what's the difference? Because I think there's different stages. It's not like he hasn't been around. Of course, they've all been around since yeah. April, you know? So April, mm-hmm. May, June, July, whatever. Okay, so you got the spring, which I'm going to assume is relatively... You know, relatively laid back. Relatively. Nobody's really getting cut. Not really. A few moves here and there, but not really. Get through the mini camp. You're okay. Got that six-week break. Now the truth comes, right, with training camp. And you made it. You made it. Mm -hmm. What happens now? How does NFL life change now that you've made that team? I think the first thing that just jumps to my mind is that when you go back in that locker room after they make all these cuts. Pretty wild, right? It's like no one in there. Like they take a, I remember they had like the middle. They of, still do. They still do that. They have the, all those lockers in the middle of the locker room. Then the, you come in after cuts, they're all gone. You're like, wow, look how much room is in here. First of all, and it's like, wow, all those guys are gone. Mm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And then, you know, that's when the real work starts. You know what I mean? The real work starts after all that and you're getting prepared for that first game. Um, but things die down a little bit. They're not as, as hectic as it was during camp and you know, the bullets are flying too much. But you know that the real work is, is ahead and you got to prepare. And, and that, I think that's the difference. You, you're preparing for one team. And then you just start, you know, knocking that out and, um, and getting ready. So. When do you feel like you belong? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Probably leading up to that first, that first regular season game. Because you're like on the side, is, is you're either with the, the starters or your practice squad, right? So you know that now it's a new role. You're not really focused on oh making a team or oh I got to go out there on game day and do this. Like no, okay, now I got to give this guy a look. You know, what I mean, I got to make sure I'm out here prepared. I'm not um, taking take going ha- half ass on things. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Yeah, well, you just you know what I mean? I'm used to my podcast. I just let it go. <laughs> Um, I think you're good. And you're like, hey, I gotta, I gotta give this guy a look now to get him prepared for the for the game coming up. So, you, you feel like you belong because you're like, hey, uh, they're looking at me to give the right look and the correct looks. So, you just go go along with the process and just always be ready though for your number to be called because you don't know when that will be called and it, and it's gonna be called at some point. A handle, lot of things happen. How do you handle low moments as a as a young guy as a rookie just making the team? I mean, it's not all. Oh no, it's not all up, right? No, not at all. I mean, 
I've been through a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Injuries. That can definitely play a toll on you. You know what I mean? So I definitely um, empathize with 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 the with Williams, because um, mm-hmm. you know, come off that injury, man. You're like even during the, during the whole injury process. You know, you're in there before all the other guys are in there. They're going out to practice. You're still in the training room. It's like the training staff is like your 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 second family because you see them so much. So that could play a, a toll on you. But it's just you got to get out there for the love of the game. Would you advise young guys, rookies, to, to live with a friend that don't live on your own? Yeah, I mean, it's no, not wrong with. I think a lot of guys do room with the other guys. And do you, you advise that? You think that's a good way to? No, you it don't care. Depends. It just depends. I mean, yeah. if you have your own family, of course you 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 want to have your own. Because we knew that like KJ Hamler started living mm-hmm. with Tim Patrick, and you know Tim's got a wife and kids. You know, he's a lot. You know, he's like your own guy. You know, own responsibilities like that. In hockey, they they do that a lot. Some of these guys come into the NHL, dude. They're like eighteen, nineteen years old. It's very common that for at least one year they'll live with an older teammate just for that sort of year. I mean, you gotta yeah. you know pay the bills and you gotta be places on time. And yeah, there's you know, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I, well, shoot. Me and um, Tom Brandstater, quarterback here. Me dude, and him was uh, I totally <laughs> remember. I I talk about. I don't know if people remember my Tom Brandstater story. I never saw a Broncos quarterback able to just stand there and throw a ball further than Tom Branstad. Yeah. He, I, it was wild. It's so funny. Yes, Tom Branstad. Yes, yeah. yes. Me and Tom Branstad. He, we, we were together. We, uh, he stayed with me for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, guys, do it. You do it. Um, you don't have to. But it's nothing wrong with it. So. Tom Branstad. What is he doing now? Branstad has his family now, wife and kids. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Is he out there in Cali still? I think he's in Cali. Good for him, man. So, yeah, he's doing well. Doing well. But, yeah, man, uh, you got to keep that mindset right. You know what I mean? Can't get to that. It is highs and lows. It's going to be like that. That's how life is, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what you lean on your brothers for in that locker room. You can lean on them, talk to them. And um, there's always going to be someone in your corner. You know what I mean? So Especially in that locker room. But now, now it gets real. It gets real, though. Now here we go. Here, and here come the Raiders. Here come the Raiders. Yeah, but it feels good, though. When you're done with camp and all that stuff, and you you can kind of get past these cuts after a couple days, you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'll see these Raiders. Let's get it right. Take a breath. There we go. Mm -hmm. Different vibe for the veterans. Maybe we can get into that, too. And I want to talk about one in particular, and that's Justin Simmons. Because Simmons' path right now, no, Sean, is strange. I'll explain details coming up next. Drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Ah, man. Hey, no shot. It's been a blast and back with uh, me for the next couple days, which I really appreciate. Sir, yes, sir. We'll have a better idea. This roster is not finalized. Mm-mm. You want to talk about tough cuts. And I've seen this every year with the Broncos, no Sean, where guys think they make the 53 only to lose their job the next day. Day, oh my gosh! Can you imagine? You're calling mom and dad, and uh, your aunt, your uncle. You're just, you know, cousins, and your phone's blowing up. You made the team. Blah 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 blah. Next day, gone because of some, you know, jamoke from another team from the Panthers that the Broncos like that you've never even heard of before. Mm. Steps up and takes your job. 
and that will happen over the next 24 hours. Yeah. It is a crazy process, no doubt. There's never a lot of security in the NFL. Mm-mm. Justin Simmons. What kind of player is Justin Simmons? I like Justin Simmons, man. I, okay. I really do. Um, I like his range. I like his ability to, I mean, shoot, he caught so many picks last year. Um, I, I like his game, bro. And um, I like where he's, he's trending up. He's not see, trending down. Is he one of the best safeties in the NFL? Yeah, he's up there. He's up there. Up there. Top five? Broncos. Oh. Drinking news. Whoa, whoa. All right. Wait a second. Right before I was getting to my point. But what do you got, KJ? All right. So Marquez Callaway, uh, Tony Jones, as we talked about earlier, Little Jordan Humphrey, Fabian Moreau, and Mike Purcell. They have been waived. Back up a second. Wow, I was going to get What's something deep to... We'll save the Justin Simmons conversation yeah. for another day. Tomorrow. So, so, I'm sorry. According to who? This Go is ahead. Tom Pelissero and uh, Mike Liss. All right. One more time. One more time. Let me jot this down. I got you. So, Marquez Calloway. Calloway, yeah. Calloway, Marquez. And like we talked about earlier, Tony Jones Jr. Yeah. He's, he's official. Okay. And then we and, and released is little Jordan Humphrey. Oh, so what are what are Callaway and Jones? They're waived. Waived. Okay. And released is little Jordan Humphrey. Little. Who's not so little? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fabian Moreau. Mm, okay. And Mike Purcell. All waived. Those yeah, those three are released. Released. And then, like I said, Callaway and Tony Jones Jr. are waived. All right, so now we're gonna get into the weird roster manipulation. Because we're about to have four guys go on short-term IR. Okay, so um, hey, Cecil can come on in if he wants, Cecil, my man. So four guys are about to go on short-term IR. And some of these guys are going to come back, Mm. I think. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. Okay. All right, appreciate it. See, he's come on in here. You can see he's come in, or is he? I want because I think we can yell at Mike. I have no idea what's going on. What, so, what the hell? What's going on here? Well, they're going to be guys put on like Riley Moss, for example, a rookie okay. is going to be put on short term IR, uh, which is four games. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Jerry Judy is not being put on short-term IR, which is technically good news. Cecil, great to see you. That's very good news for one Jerry Judy and for the Denver Broncos. You know, they need him out there to compete, and he'll probably miss a couple of games and then be back out there. Okay. okay. Which of these guys are coming back, do you think? Callaway, Tony Jones, Little Jordan Humphrey, Fabian Moreau, Mike Purcell. Got to be the two receivers, no? Yeah, I would say the receivers at the top of my list. Purcell would be third then. Tony Jones would probably be last on the list, and Moreau... I can't say what happened at practice today, but Moreau was getting significant reps. Okay. So to hear him, you know, release, it's like, okay, well, what were you doing today then? Today's well, a weird day because guys practiced and now they're out of job. That's what I'm saying. For like they 12 hours. be that way. Yeah. For like 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, but still. But still, it's like, and so um, you have to sign waivers most likely. I mean, you might have been told before practice. Imagine that. Hey, you got to practice. Sign this piece of paper and we'll bring you back tomorrow. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. But that's five guys, and, and Tony Jones Jr. running back. He'd that be the last on the list. He'd be the last to to come back. I mean, he'll be out there if if the team needs him to come back later on. And that's kind of you look around the league. Like there's quite a bit of positions, quite a bit of running backs out there that would be interesting uh, in Denver. Okay, um, 
What is wrong with Mike Evans? <laughs> I, is it the sleep thing? Like, is he sleep deprived? I, did where's he lose he, too much weight? I don't he, know. Where's he going? I have what's no he, idea. So now, now what? what is, hey, KJ, you got that promo handy, man? You can, I mean, maybe just play the promo. What, what is he talking about? What what is he saying? He's he's like what? Nah. Whoa, he's Evans at it again. <laughs> I'm not trying to create a quarterback controversy. I'm still in Camp Russ. All I'm saying is, Russ, you better be ready to go. Stidham is here. He's Peyton's guy. Clock's ticking. Wait, what was that, Mike? What? I'm not trying to create a quarterback controversy. <laughs> Do you ever hear yourself, Evans? Stidham is here. He's Peyton's guy. Clock's ticking. Oh, my change. God. Evans. Never oh my change. God. Clock is ticking? Oh, my Lord. Clock is ticking on what? My head is going to explode. Uh. That is just so mm. not what's going on. No, yeah. not at all. It's no. all about Russ, man. So, so if Russ comes out, first five games stinks up the joint? Game six, Russ. Yeah. yeah. Game yes. seven, Russ. Game, game eight, eight okay. Russ. Okay. Bye yeah. week. Game nine, Russ. Russ. Ten, Russ. Russ. Eleven, Russ. Russ. It's, it's, <laughs> you guys. It's, 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 it's Russ or bust. Okay. Hmm. Where, where was, what, what is Mike talking? This is what the people. See, I'm being nice. At ESPN, we're blathering on about the other day where they didn't get it. How, how does Mike get hoodwinked into that? Right. Well, how does the Rams game mean everything and then nothing for Albert O, but everything for Jared Stidham? Mm. What are we talking about here? They have a nice, they have an okay backup in Jared Stidham. Let's let's just be real. Whew. All right. Uh, I heard you yell at Mike about this. Are you going to yell at him again? or you got uh, I think I'm going to yell at George Payton tonight. About in general. Hey, I bet Isaiah Pacheco didn't get cut today. <laughs> okay, you lost one of Taylor Grimes. You lost yeah. one of Taylor Grimes. Yeah, yeah. But you must have been doing a little bit of a happy dance. Not personal. No, not personal. But draft-wise about Montreal Washington. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could add Isaiah Pacheco, who is the angriest runner in the NFL. Instead, you got a guy who gets cut after a year. This is just Pacheco. no shot. That's a yet. Jersey guy. <laughs> well, Rutgers. Jersey guy there, Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers. He's got uh-huh. that going for him. Cecil, so, so you ready to roll? Yes. You ready to go? Let's do it. Got so much news, and you never know what's happening next, but I know we got it covered for you here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Woo! Get ready.